You're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. It is my favorite time of year. Oliver Wong, the Christmas season is your favorite time of year? I'm so stirred up right now. My favorite time of the year is Easter, but we'll get to that when Easter comes around. Don't nod your head no. I had a pumpkin pie with three scoops of ice cream last night. That's not Christmas. That's the whole thing. That's harvest. The whole, I know it's not biblical to say happy holidays, but I like all the holidays together. Well, let me tell you about holidays. I'm on 385, headed south to REI today, and I saw a Toyota Corolla with some rope going up to its roof, mm-hmm. and I saw like this little red, I don't know, it looked like a cup. I got closer, there was a 14-inch green Christmas tree <laughs> tied to the roof of the Corolla. It would have fit in a, a drink holder, yep. but it was tied up top. I took pictures, the season is in full swing. It's the new American vision. That's It used to be a long time ago, I'm sure America was a pickup truck somewhere, <laughs> but the new Ikea... <laughs> Postmodern, hipster, methodical coffee, which is our favorite. That was a plug. That is. Methodical coffee. Mm-hmm. Genre is the Corolla with the Christmas tree on the top. I mean, I promise you the Christmas tree is not longer than my forearm, including my hand. It, yeah. I, I mean, did you see the picture? No, I saw it. If yeah. I had social media, people would be laughing. I don't, so you can envision. Look glorious. Man, here we are. We are on the podcast. And yeah. welcome. I bet there's a lot of first-time listeners here, and we just want to say a special welcome to you. Uh, if you see on the podcast, you'll you can look back and see there's a whole lot of other podcasts that are on here. That's because this is our City Lights Equipping podcast, and we're taking a, a little break from our normal equipping that we do actually on a weekly basis. And uh, we really encourage you to look back at some of those podcasts and look forward in the new year for equipping podcasts that we do just about every week. But we're gonna take uh, not a break, but we're actually gonna want to kind of go on a different ramp and go on the highway of Advent, and we're gonna actually be hitting. Four different themes for Advent. If you're not familiar with Advent, it's just basically uh, it's a church historical ancient uh, way of approaching Christmas and its preparation and anticipating the birth of the King, the baby King, Jesus. And so today we're going to be talking about hope, uh, next time peace, joy, and then love. And so we're super excited for the month of December to be focusing on Advent and uh, once that's over and we go back into January, remember, uh, the Equipping Podcast for City Lights exists to help you understand your next step with Jesus. Yeah, we'll start off with this topic of hope. It's just so essential to the Christian faith overall, but especially Jesus coming to earth representing hope. Um, and if you have a Bible, you might turn to John 33, if you're Jeremiah 33, rather. If you're driving, maybe don't do that. But I'll read it out loud <laughs> for us all. And um, let's just um, see what God's Word would have to say about this topic of hope. In this Christmas season, Jeremiah 33, verse 14 says this, says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days, at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. I mean, right away, I just love the idea that it's not just a day. Christmas isn't just mm-hmm. a day marked on a calendar somewhere in December where we give presents, but it inaugurates an entire series of days, a new era, a new age. I mean, there's so mm-hmm. much to be hopeful for, not just hopeful that it snows and we have a white Christmas, but hopeful for mm-hmm. the, th- the words that are mentioned here, for justice, for righteousness, for peace in the land. Yeah. He really is the hope, not of just December, but of the, the world. Mm-hmm. So verse 16, it says, in those days... 
plural, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will dwell securely. Mm. And this is the name um, by which it will be called, the Lord is our righteousness. Mm. So right there we mm. see uh, that, that this new era of time ushered in through the only person, not even thing or object or circumstance or outcome, the only person that we can really put our hope in, as we talk about that issue of hope, we all hope in something. The only secure place we can put our hope is Jesus. Um, and we hope for things, not just small things like good weather or safe travels, but big things like justice and righteousness and salvation and land. This is where our hope is, is, is designed to be. Our hope put in little trinkets and little raises and other things, these you know, that, that's fine to, to wish on things, I suppose, or anticipate things, but to truly invest our hope in what Jeremiah 33 promises to deliver, which is justice, righteousness, and salvation. And so as we focus on that word today, Chris, I, I think uh, if I could put it down to even just one simple statement is that our hope belongs to Jesus. That's the only place mm -hmm. our hope can be secure. N.T. Wright says that the reason why Jesus came in the form of a baby and grew, grew and died and crucified and was risen again was so he could put the world to rights again. Um, not just that we could uh, celebrate that God remembers us or God is active, but that God is victorious, that mm -hmm. he has come, he has brought his kingdom, and his kingdom is prevailing and is bringing those three things that are in that promise that are based on the promises are based on character. His character has never changed. It has been uh, successful. It has been faithful. And mm -hmm. those promises he's making for our lives and for our world are salvation, righteousness, among others, um, salvation. And so super just stirred and encouraged this Christmas about the idea of us waiting on that and putting our hope in what really matters and what lasts. You said a really uh, significant word that I don't know that I've consistently heard alongside of hope. Oliver, you said that the only place that we should invest our hope is Jesus. Mm. That's interesting. Um, why did you use the word invest? I think I know, but that obviously you chose that for a reason, and I think it is a very important thing for our podcast listeners. And for me right now, as I think about it, I was like, wow, I've never thought of hope as an investment. Could you talk to me a little bit about what that means? Uh, because I feel like you upped the ante yeah. when you said investment versus like a wishful thought? Yeah, I just think that uh, just because of the nature of time, we all have the decision to uh, predict or project the future. We have the decision to uh, uh, want a, a certain outcome, hope for a different outcome, um, wait on a different outcome. That's our choice as human beings. I think wherever we are in time, we always have the future, and the future is something that we can uh, we we uh, we react to and respond to, and so mm. when I say invest, it's almost like a stock market. You know, when you go go to a, a stock exchange, you get to choose what you're going to invest in. Mm. Similarly, with the future, mm. um, when I have this thing of hope, we all have hope. We all have what we think will happen in the future. The choice becomes, what do I hope, and mm. in in what do I hope? Mm. Where do I put my stock? And when I when I approach the future, when I approach the next week, the next month, the next year. And I just think as Christians, mm. what, I, what I'm seeing from this scripture, Jeremiah, among so many others, is just this, uh, this imploring of the Bible to say, don't put your hope in stock that will mm. let you down. Don't put your hope in things that will let you down. Put it in Jesus, That's the good. only safe place where it can be. Well, then, the, the thank you. That's helpful for me even for clarification, but it, it just enhances what I'm thinking. To me, it almost sounds like um, hope and investment are right now synonyms. Here's what I mean. Yeah. I love where you, what you just did with... Uh, the stock market investment. Think about 2007 when the the uh, the markets. I mean, people lost 401ks. They lost mm -hmm. their stocks. I mean, it was it's a terrible time. And you'll also see uh, where people invest 
how much they have invested, not just financial, but emotional, because a lot of men in their yes. 50s committed suicide during that time because they lost everything they mm-hmm. invested in. No, they lost everything they had put their hope in. Mm. And so I think oftentimes we think of investment as uh, tangible money returns, and we think right. of hope as emotional. Right. And I think it's really important and God provided during this podcast to bring that word investment out because Oliver, you and I did not talk about the word investment. Mm-hmm. I heard you say it, and it's important. So, uh, podcast listeners, consider this right now, will you? What are you investing in? How much time, uh, consideration, study, research do you go through before you invest, let's say, in a new car, a house, a mortgage? Um, let's let's round it out some more. Um, a new job a husband, a wife potentially, adoption. We do a lot of thought before we invest in something, Mm -hmm. but we don't do that with hope very often. The reality, though, is Scripture tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm -hmm. So what's amazing is, uh, I think for me to ask you, I'm asking you two questions, podcast listener. One is, just think about how you invest in things. Some of you choose the grocery store you go to, and you're only really probably saving $10 a month, but that's meaningful to you. That takes time, energy, and you're also sacrificing some of the experience potentially. Hope is actually more painful. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the guys who committed suicide because they lost all their money may not have realized that they were investing hope, but they were investing hope. And so when you mention the only thing that we should invest our hope in is Jesus, there's something really significant. We're celebrating a king's kingdom in December. That's really what we're celebrating. It's great to think about Jesus. It's the right to think about baby Jesus, the cross, etc. He's our savior, but he's, he is the king. Oliver, I hear you say a lot mm-hmm. that Jesus is the king we all want, but he's also, you know, he, he's a king and he's, sometimes it can be hard to submit to a king and be in love with a king. Mm-hmm. But be, we worship him because he is actually the king. And so really, our hope should be in not just the king, but his kingdom. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jesus said it, may your kingdom come and your will be done, Father on earth as it is in heaven. So really, our hope, couldn't couldn't we couch hope, uh, podcast listener and Oliver, couldn't we couch hope right now? Couldn't we set it up and frame it up as hope looks like uh, investing in the king. Okay, what do we, when we invest in the king, what do the king tell us to invest in? If he, if he is our source, not even resource, but he's our source of hope, he should tell us, here's what's hope in. He says, hope that my kingdom would come and my will would be done. Invest in that. Mm-hmm. And I heard you say it earlier, that's for sure. Right. His kingdom stands and remains. It's unthwarted. So we could go all the way through this season into the new year and actually put our hope and our investments, even financial, time, relational, emotional, etc., in something that will stand mm-hmm. versus something that um, the market could crash and everything's gone. Yeah. I think when you say that a guy commits suicide because of his 401k or something that happens in a stock market or losing their job, I think what you're saying is that they don't only have their money vested, they have their heart vested. Mm-hmm. Hope is where your heart is. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily you know, just the outcome, but it's the heart attached to what the outcome is that's doing. That's right. And I think that's the key, Chris, because I want to be sensitive here of just families in our church and families, people that maybe would listen to this, is that you know, Christmas can be a very hard season and oh, a very yeah. depressing season because it's, it's easy. It's maybe not easy, but it's easier 
to not hope in a job, but when it comes closer to home and when it comes closer to relationships and family and kids and things that are close to the heart, it's hard to not attach our heart to those mm-hmm. things because we're so invested right. in those things. We so care about right. whether or not our kids come home, whether or not if we have, you know, prodigal kids, you know, kids that are far from home or whether or not we have um, relationships that are strained mm-hmm. or just friction and unforgiveness and things. It's hard to not have your, your heart tied up in those things. But but as, we're, as we've been talking about, and I would love to, to, to wrestle that even more, there is a hope and a place that our hope can be secure, mm-hmm. and that is in Jesus, the Jesus of, of Jeremiah, promised in Jeremiah 33 and so many other places, to put our hope tr- uh, truly and soundly and safely and securely in Jesus. Sometimes easier said than done, but still, doctrinally and, 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 and theologically, this is, what, this is where our hope is supposed to be founded. Well, you, you bring up a really important point again. Uh, we do want to be really sensitive to those of you who have lost loved ones, um, through whatever circumstance, it's just tough around the holidays. In fact, uh, being a pastor and having to prepare sermons around the holidays, through my studies, I found that uh, around the holidays, specifically Christmas, it's actually the most depressing time of the year. Right. And so uh, let's just take that for, I mean, literally 60 seconds. Depression is acquainted with darkness and cloudiness. Kingdom of Jesus is the kingdom of light. And when you turn a light on, it casts out darkness immediately. And so I'm not saying it's going to be a light switch for you. But what I do want to say is if you're just hoping to get through the holidays, you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, it, but if your hope is in Jesus through the holidays, you see, he remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. So our hope that is put in him is found. Uh, we do need to be careful, though. Um, I think we can expect God to show up and his kingdom to be at hand. But if we go and expect God with expectations that he'll do it a certain way, I think mm-hmm. we could be disappointed pretty easy. So I think healthy words, I'm anticipating opportunities to celebrate his kingdom with my family, with my friends, with my neighbors, very sound. I'm expecting my family to receive this gift and act this way and respond that way, or my child to this or my child to that. I, these are my expectations. Ooh, we're, we're headed for a possible um, crash, mm-hmm. and that crash is bitterness, disappointment, frustration. You know, if your podcast listener, do you know what your hope's in? And I mean that. Think about it. What, what are you putting your hope in? Don't think about Ford, because we're talking about Jesus. But yesterday, what was your hope in? Was it weather? Um, you know, like, what, what was it? Was it relational stuff? You know, these things are out of our control. The one thing we can control is that we hope in Jesus and what he brings to us, his kingdom come and will be done, really will be the satisfaction for you. How do you invest in things will help you see where you put your hope in things. And as much as money can't bring you joy, happiness, because it's not, a, it's not an emotional thing, we do tie our emotions to money. Mm-hmm. We do tie our emotions to possessions. We do tie our emotions to dreams, to relationships. And we're not telling you to go hide and be a monk or be a nun. We're saying, go out there. The king is alive. He is risen. He's enthroned. And his kingdom is at hand. So I, I know that we're somewhat speaking kind of at a higher up spiritual conversation, but I know my heart is already pressed pretty, pretty solidly just thinking about investment and hope. Mm-hmm. Romans 8 says, uh, it's, it's a well-known verse, but it's really a landmark, I think, for the Christian faith for hope. It just talks about... Um, Exactly as you said, and we know for those who love God, all things are working together for good. The outcome might not be what we wanted, 
but it will be good. That is the mm-hmm. promise, and we can trust the promise based on the character of the one who gave it to us, and mm-hmm. that's the promise. It will be good. He is working out salvation mm-hmm. and justice and righteousness, not only for the nations, mm-hmm. but for our family as well. And so we trust, not necessarily in the outcome we'd imagined, but we do trust in his goodness and yeah. his, his character. So nice. swing, you know, turning into that, that practical side of things, um, we know that if we hope in the outcome of our, of our personal kingdoms, to get better, for our personal stock in life to get better, for even our family mm-hmm. to respond and react the way that we want them to respond and react, that's just not a safe place for our hope, and right. it will get deferred. Maybe not on Christmas, but certainly in the long haul. Right. We, we know that um, there will be troubles in this world. We can expect that, and therefore our hope isn't, necess- isn't safe in those, in those parameters. And so right. uh, what does it look like to take our hope as a, a, a precious investment and take it out of the investment of, of some of these earthly kingdoms and things that have mm-hmm. ups and downs and turns like the stock market does mm-hmm. and invest in something that's sure in, in Romans 8 and verses mm-hmm. like this. What does it look like to um, to invest um, our Christmas this year sure. into the kingdom of heaven versus the kingdom of this world? Well, why don't we, why don't we both share an example? I think that would be fair. Uh, so just talking as a guy, uh, our family just moved into an apartment downtown and uh, I've met two widows there and there are some uh, empty nesters and some singles who have never been married uh i do think that the holidays is going to be sad for them so just practically and now i'm kind of going on the record here uh, one of the ways that i would like to extend kingdom is to extend a seat at my table with them oliver you talked about that for thanksgiving Mm -hmm. what does it look like because in the kingdom of heaven there's a seat for everyone and so if that's the heart of the king that he longs for no one to perish but all to come to the knowledge of salvation and relationship with him i have an opportunity to not just share a meal and comfort somebody who's lost much and might be lonely i also have an opportunity to have them dying with the king and mm-hmm. i'm part of that family so for me one of the practical things of kingdom is not just my own family which i'm really excited about i want to be with my family but for one meal it doesn't even have to be on christmas eve or christmas day but around the season i'm going to choose to share it with some of my new neighbors that's why we moved to our apartment so that we could do things like this so Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's off the top of my mind, and that's one of the ways I think I can practically put my hope in God, uh, specifically Jesus the King, and extend his kingdom for Christmas. So it's Thanksgiving a couple uh, days ago now, and uh, we're having a bunch of people over at the house. We wake up at 9, and the kids are excited to turn on the Macy's Day Parade, and the Snoopy's going on, and we've got <laughs> Christmas music playing and, and macaroni and cheese in the oven, and I'm even getting stirred up and emotional just thinking about it. It was such a wonderful time. Um, but something sort of clicked for me, you know, as we anticipate some of the uh, guests coming in, you know, there's some anxiety, of course, whenever family's coming in of how's it going to go? Are people going to connect? Is it going to be warm and hospitable? Are they going to enjoy our, our, our food and so forth? Is everything going to turn out okay? Um, I started to realize, um, kind of that juxtaposition of once the holidays turned on for me, at least personally, I'm prone to turn the kingdom off. Um, I don't know why, but it just sort of buys me into an older nostalgic Hmm. kind of, American tradition and it gets me out of the kingdom tradition and all of a sudden I just had this Kairos moment we call it this this moment with God of like you know I don't know where this is coming from unless where this kingdom is coming from but it definitely has changed me and my the atmosphere of my home and so instantly I just told Kyra you know what it's Thanksgiving I'm going to turn on worship music I'm not prescribing this in any way and nothing, nothing wrong with the parade nothing wrong with football but I just said this is for Thanksgiving and this is how my house as for mm. my house this is how we worship this is how we we give Thanksgiving and yeah. so breaking out of that mold I think there's even a, a heavy old traditional mode that's easy to kind of fall back into if it's time for football time for macaroni and cheese and all those things are good um, we did end up watching football but again through worship and through prayer, it turned into a kingdom activity. It mm. turned into, let's get games going to connect the family. Let's mm. um, include everybody, including the kids, and let Rose make the game. Let's 
um, say something thankful around the table. Let's uh, make a point to talk to each and every person. It became a very kingdom activity. Instead of kind of passively drifting back into the old American traditions, choosing into kingdom and asking, how's the kingdom of heaven advancing? Because at the end of the day, the American tradition will fall. You know, the right. Thanksgiving and Turkey and stuff like that. I don't know if we have Turkey in heaven. Jesus will be in heaven. The kingdom of heaven will be there. And so, the again, the only safe place, the only stock that will remain, the only yeah. investment that will remain yeah. is the kingdom of heaven. And so mm. the best place we can invest our hope this, this Christmas mm. is the kingdom of heaven. Maybe mm. break out of the mold. Maybe traditions and some of the old ones, they get Re, we we do the traditions, but they just get reevaluated and put through a different lens. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that we give presents, the way that we write cards, the way we do everything, again, through that lens of kingdom, mm-hmm. um, it's just a powerful mode to, I think, approach the holidays and invest our hope. Yeah. Well, listen, podcast listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this conversation. Uh, maybe share it with somebody. Maybe leave some feedback for us uh, as we continue to do these Advent thoughts. Maybe you have some thoughts for us mm-hmm. or for the community. We'd love for that. Maybe if you're married or in your city group, you could even talk about this, how you guys could uniquely express hope. Um, so some of the things we've talked about, hope in Jesus is remains. Yeah. Um, hope in really anything of the earth will perish except for people. And so what does it look like to be truly understand that we're part of God's kingdom? And this season is about, is about celebrating the king. And one of the best ways we can honor him is to extend his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, right here on earth. Like Oliver said, it might mean different music rather than TV. It might look like inviting someone to a meal. It mm-hmm. might look like baking cookies for a neighbor. It might look just like maybe reading instead of the Santa story, you read the birth of Jesus story. Mm-hmm. Um, so remember, these aren't prescriptions. What that means is it doesn't mean you have to do this. It just says it's a description, like maybe think this way. Uh, what we always say as a church is talk to the Holy Spirit about it. God, how do you want us to celebrate this season? What does it look like to put hope in you? Uh, and so, listen, we love you, community. We're glad yes. you're listening, and uh, we're just thankful to have this opportunity with you. And make sure you tune in next time for our Advent podcast. We're going to be talking about peace, uh, and I think you might be a little bit of surprised, or a little surprised about uh, actually how the scriptures talk about peace. So, we love you, and uh, yep. we'll talk to you next time. Bless you guys. Merry Christmas. Adios. Bye.